BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical-oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. thing as death, life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought 
truth, and reality. Questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. If you take their belief systems that they had then, it it almost lines up to what we know today as aliens, well, it, paranormal ghosts, whatever. That, the big portion, a big portion of that is because Chile is one of the only countries that has a government branch that's one hundred percent above board, public info that investigates UFOs. It's actually Chile and France are the only two countries. Um, that, like, published their UFO videos when they filmed them. Welcome back to another spooky episode. Uh, this episode, I have Chaz of the Dead coming on to speak paranormal theory. Uh, do bear in mind that he was experiencing some audio difficulties on his end. So I did my best to up his uh, audio channel uh, on post-production. So hopefully I did did, did a good job. Um, but we, we get into... To some pretty good theories on, on paranormal and some of his experiences and, and what have you. Uh, if you want the full episode, please make sure you sign up at patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Five dollars gets you talk at the tavern and we every week's full length episode. Uh, if you just want the full length episode, that's a three dollar tier. So five dollars, uh, two extra bucks can't go wrong. Uh, if you have any type of I don't know, story, anything, a topic, you want to be on the show, hit me up, mythirdipod at gmail.com, or find me on Instagram, uh, that's mythirdipodcast, you can DM me, and I'll get back to you, so I hope you like this third installment for Spooktober, uh, and next week, I'm going to try to drop an episode on Halloween itself, so you might get to two episodes that week i'm gonna do my best so don't hold me to it but uh if i can keep grinding and keep plugging in the guests the way that i think i can uh you should get an extra little scary episode that i will probably just release the full length free uh on halloween i won't put it behind a paywall so uh having said that thank you guys over there at patreon for all the support Make sure anybody that listens to this, like, share, uh, share, and and if if I didn't say share, share again. You know, come on, uh, let people know. Yeah, you know, helps my show grow. And go over to iTunes and give a five star rating and review. If you don't want to do that, go to Spotify. You hit the five star and you walk away. E- easy as that. So, um, I will get out of here, and I hope you enjoy this 
third installment of Spooktober with Chaz of the Dead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am joined once again. Uh, you've heard him on Talk at the Tavern. Uh, he has been on the show on an episode that has not been yet released. Uh, probably would have been released this month. However, it's October and we like to get spooky. So I have returning guests, Chaz of the Dead. Chaz, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Glad to be here. Ready to get spooky. <laughs> All right. Um. The only thing, just going forward, you might have to speak up just a little bit louder, just so you, the your your computer can pick up the the audio. But we were having technical yeah. issues, people. So you know, bear with us. Not everything goes according to plan. Oh yeah, it's been a, a month of, of technical issues over here too. The new mic's not working. Everything's going crazy. But you know what? We persevere. We power through. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So how you been? I've been good. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, events because, you know, it is the spooky season. And so this is probably the one time I'm actually busy as a paranormal investigator. The rest of the time, it's kind of, you know, your own hours. But uh, October, it it does pick up a little bit. So I've been doing um, some events. Um, I've got one this um, October 22nd coming up this weekend. Um, I'm be presenting at the North, uh, the North Florida Paracon in Tallahassee. So, nice. Uh, if you're in the area, go check it out. Or you might be hearing this too late, but if nope, you were be... there, it was great to see you. <laughs> nope, this will be coming out this week. So, oh, perfect, perfect. So go check that out. Um, and yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun, exciting. I'm also in the middle of a house move though, so that's always chaos. Um, so you know. We're, I'm, I'm glad to be taking a, a little bit of a time, a little bit of a break here to uh, sit back, have some smokes, have some drinks, and tell some spooky stories. <laughs> well, I thank you for the last minute uh, the confirmation last night. I, I'm sitting there, and I was like, fuck, I need to have Chaz on because, you know, and, and I just threw it out there as a long shot because I know you're busy. You have, you're, always have a lot of things going on, whether it's, you know, spooky season or not you know you're you're a busy man you're like hell yeah i'm free tomorrow and i'm like yes i was like and then i started kind of telling my my wife i was like you should see how this guy goes on paranormal adventures and ghost hunts and she's like why i said well sometimes he trips balls and and goes and 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 searches for for the paranormal and and ufos and all sorts of shit she's like are you serious i'm like fuck yeah i was like it's it's fucking Mm -hmm. amazing and he gets good results so yeah, it's, it's certainly um, it's a, a novel approach, and it has left led to some uh, shenanigans. But I do think it's it's one of the more intriguing um, areas of research. And you know, I'm not alone. There's kind of a, a new school era of paranormal investigators out there, uh, kind of testing out these ideas. 
Uh, not so many as bold as me to, to get real, real high at these places, but <laughs> still steps in the right direction. You're seeing more psilocybin experiments. You're seeing more, um, you know, things like the Estes method and these um, experiments that mimic the trance state and, you know, just a general recognition that there's something something consciousness-based um, happening when it comes to the paranormal. It's not simply, you know, ghouls and goblins like, like we've previously um, thought, but something more, while it, it is physical, it certainly has a more consciousness-based existence the, uh, the majority of the time. And so, yeah, I, I like to, uh, to push the limits of, of both you know, investigating these locations and also these kind of consciousness experiments. And I, I do think the, the marriage of the two is going to uh, lead to some, um, hopefully some some breakthroughs in the paranormal. But so far, it at least led to some very interesting stories. So <laughs> nice. it's been a, a fun journey. <laughs> so what initially got you into paranormal investigation? Because... It's, it's not everybody's gig. Like for me, I, I've had paranormal experiences. I've seen, you know, apparitions, ghosts, whatever you want to call them when I was younger. And it wasn't until probably after starting the podcast and maybe a year or two before that I started really kind of embracing that side of, of what I'm able to experience, so to speak, that I've kind of drawn myself back into it and I actually went on my first um, I guess you could say ghost adventure down in, in yeah. Gettysburg. And well, hold on, that one might be trademarked. You might have to, to Yeah, not not ghost action. adventure. I went yeah. on my own ghost journey. How's that sound? There you go. Yeah. But uh and 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 it was fun and it, it conquered it, it, it allowed me to 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 look some of my fears in the face, like basements. Don't like East Coast, old school, old building basements. Okay, a yeah. they're small as fuck. I'm a I'm a tall dude, and B they're usually really really old. And we went into uh, a basement that was built in the 1800s in an old orphanage, and it, it's a famous story. And I didn't feel scared it, to the point where I looked at my buddy. I'm like, we need to go on more of these. Like I'm I'm digging oh, yeah. this. And <laughs> so, what got you into it? Well, um, I think like a lot of people, my first kind of foray into the paranormal was was because of a, a personal experience. Um, when I was a kid, I was um, uh, sleeping on this bottom bunk. My parents had just built these bunk beds. And my older brother, being the oldest, he got the top bunk, and I got the, the bottom bunk. And um, before this little preamble, important for the story, my brother slept on that same bed and then they added the bunk and he, he moved up. So one night, not after this move, I'm, I'm sleeping and I roll out of bed, land on the ground, wake up. And there's this pair of red eyes staring at me from underneath the bed. And it was, you know, this classic kind of almost like a Halloween graphic when I remember it now in my head, kind of flaming at the edges, pointed upward, like something you'd carve into to a pumpkin. And, mm -hmm. you know, being a kid, I hop back in bed and put the blanket over my head and, uh, you know, I'm safe. I ride it out till morning. Um, well, morning arrives and I'm young, but I'm still rational. So I start looking under the bed and, you know, the safety of the daylight for anything electronic, anything that could, you know, give a red light or a glow, like a power switch, anything like that. 
And my older brother, he's coming down the ladder and sees what I'm doing. Without me saying anything or prompting, he says, did you see the red eyes too? And he said it. I could feel the, like, apprehension in his voice. And um, to this day, he, he remembers that being a bizarre incident. And, you know, part of my mind holds out that, like, maybe on our deathbeds, he's going to be like, yeah, it was just a prank, bro. Gotcha. But uh, <laughs> I was always the prankster in, in my family. And, you know, when you pull a prank, the best part is the reveal. So uh, <clears throat> he's been pretty good about not revealing it if, if it was indeed a prank. And either way, at this point, my paranormal journeys is so far gone that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm here to stay. <laughs> uh, but that was really the first kind of kind of initial experience. And it um, for me, it was like, oh, shit, even if that was just, you know, a shared dream or something simplistic, that's still paranormal. You know, whatever explanation for it other than the prank one. It has to be paranormal. And it's not like I did grow up in a haunted house. There really was a one-off kind of experience. And so I still lean towards it being a, a shared dream. Um, but still, that's that defies our known logic, our known physics, or everything we know about uh, consciousness. That That mm-hmm. is that odd with all of that. So for me, it was this moment where, wow, all of this shit could be true. One of them is definitely true because I saw it. <laughs> But all of this stuff could be true. Um, and it was weird. My my older brother kind of had an opposite reaction. He was very, um, and still is, very analytical, very reason-based. We've done some psychedelics, though, and he's opened his mind. But <laughs> uh, still, he's a chemist. He's a scientific, analytical mind. And after that event, he did not want to entertain anything, you know, ooky-spooky. He was freaked out by it. Um, and that's still, I think, the reaction you find today with people, um, especially if they've had a genuine paranormal experience. You'll you'll either have this, uh, like this knowing, this oneness, um, a very similar sensation to you get when you take psychedelics. You know, I'm one with the universe. Um, you know, you see a ghost and it shows you that there is life after death. Um, you see an alien and you realize we're part of a cosmic community, space love, space love and uh, space communism, uh, or you have the opposite reaction, where it is the most terrifying experience of your life. Um, and again, those are the two reactions you get under psychedelics. It's either peace, love, and happiness, or utterly terrifying. <laughs> uh, and there's a little wiggle room in between, but those are certainly the two extremes. And that is is the case with the paranormal. That certainly seems to, to ring true. Um, no matter the subset of phenomenon you're talking about, whether it's Bigfoot or poltergeist, those are the two big takeaways. People are either it's evidence of something higher or it's absolutely terrifying. Um, and, of course, it could be both. But I think it's important to note those those reactions. Oh, of course. Um, if people probably know okay obviously you're in florida so how close are to or are you to key west and you Uh, probably you might know where i'm gainesville okay so you might know where i'm going with this question um have you made it down to the museum that is there yeah um, i i have not in um it was 
years ago, and it was more when I was my my investigations. I had like a little blog going, but it was much more of a hobby than what it is now. So I actually do have an experiment I've designed for that museum, but I, I haven't been able to get my hands on the materials. Um, but yes, that uh, what is it? The, the Maritime Museum down there, I believe, or maybe I'm mixing the name up, but it uh, has Robert the Doll. Yeah, that's Robert the uh, Doll, the fort. Uh, what was it? Who, fort? who kicks the shit out of Annabelle, by the way. Annabelle completely made up nonsense. The Warrens went to a Walmart and bought that doll. See, and that's uh, kind of... the doll is the real deal. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's kind of what, what I've come accustomed to is because when we were trying to... It's called the uh, Fort East uh, Martello Museum in Key West. Um, I would have never got that. <laughs> I only know it because I have it in my notes in front of me. Oh, um, prepared. <laughs> well, it was from a different show we we just did last Friday, but um, I've always been uh, not, I wouldn't say obsessed, but super curious about Robert because, you know, even my, like I, I found a really good documentary um, this past Saturday that I was watching on Robert and it, it gives both sides, you know, could, a, could Robert have been, uh, come to life because Robert Eugene Otto gave who, who eventually went by Eugene Otto gave him his first name or was it the, um, the maid, uh, the practice voodoo right. or black magic. Voodoo. Kurt, Kurt, Robert. Skeptical of that one. That one always feels, uh, and it happens a lot, especially here in, in Florida lore, just lore in the South yeah. where, it's always the slave did it. Mm-hmm. And that always like, that never really sits right with me. <laughs> no. But when you look into the, the the backstory of that though, she apparently rumoredly had an affair with uh Eugene's father right. and had a kid and then the kid died or what whatever. I mean it may, it may makes for good cinema. Um we did cover um Annabelle as well, and when I was reading through the notes the movie started flashing back and I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right because we covered Annabelle and then we covered Susie doll. And in the movie, they mixed them both together. And I'm like, something ain't right here. And I'm like, and, and I even said that when when we were covering, there's a lot of speculation and controversy that surrounds the warrants. Were they legit? Were, were they full of shit? And, more I dig into it, I think they were full of shit. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't mince words. Anyone who follows me in the paranormal community knows I'm not a fan of the Warrens, um, and I, I'm sure you've heard about Ed's mistress. Um, he had this this underage girl was staying with Ed and Lorraine for a while, and she's come out these years later saying that there was a a sexual relationship there that um, both both members were. Uh, Lorraine and Ed were consenting um, to. And actually, ironically, the reason this whole thing came to light is because as part of the stipulations to make the Conjuring movie, there was this weird byline that said, you're not allowed to talk about Ed and Lorraine's sex life whatsoever. They can, you can't show them in a marital bed you can't do any of that. N- none of that. That won't. None of that's allowed. Mm. And so someone was like, "Well, why?" Yeah. <laughs> so they started to dig into it and discovered this woman who's like, "Oh yeah, I was 16 and I was having sex with Ed." <laughs> so oh, shit. Um, 
No, he, the whole Christian propaganda thing he had going on was was exactly that. He was, um, you know, on the same level with with Joel Olstein uh-huh. nowadays. You know, he was he was trying to run a super church. He wasn't very concerned with um, you know paranormal activity or anything like that. There's actually an interesting tale from the Amityville horror, um, which you know the the people behind that haunting as well that story lots of controversy lots of um you know did they fake it stuff surrounding that but i always think the most interesting part is when um ed and lorraine visited the guy um um, not the defeos that was the murder family i can't remember the haunting family off the top of my head but the guy who supposedly if you believe the skeptics made up the amityville haunting he's like oh yeah no the 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 warrens came they visited the house they stayed for like 20 minutes did a little tour and then left and then two years later i read this book by them that says uh lorraine was having this battle with demonic forces in the basement and all that shit and he was like well if she was doing any of that i didn't see it like she did it all <laughs> straight faced and she never changed her tone she never broke a sweat <laughs> so no you, you have and again he's a debated fraudster as well so but you have these these tales surrounding the ones constantly that you know they they were full of shit and honestly, that's why their content makes the best scary movies is because it's made up. It, right. it has all the, the the makings of a fictional story. It has your, your tension building. It has your battle with the demon at the end. And then it has them saving the day. And anyone who's done a paranormal investigation just knows that's just not what, no. what goes on. <laughs> you, you go there and you, you hope to get a micro piece of evidence that can, you know, be tested and verified. Um, and usually you don't. <laughs> and that's, that's the gig. <laughs> it does not surprise me. And and you made a, a, a key, key point with like Joe Olstein, you know, you had, uh, the flooding that happened back in Texas or whatever it was. And uh, no worries. We're, we're a fan of dogs here. Uh, I have currently three. Okay. I, I'm, I'm puppy sitting my, my stepson's uh, puppy right now. And uh, she, she may go nuts. Who knows? But uh, yeah, you know, dog friendly here. So, um, but you know, he didn't want to, yeah. he, he didn't want to open his church or anything to, to any of the, the, the victims of the flood for places to sleep. And then lo and behold, I think it was his church. Someone was renovating a bathroom and knocked out a wall and found a lot of money. And it was like, Oh yeah. Just piles of cash. Hit. Yeah. <laughs> just, so, just like any man of God would have yeah. in his church. <laughs> and, and, and you know, no matter what your belief, you know, to my audience, you know, it, you know where I stand. that's just the trouble I I find with modern day Christianity and, and these people that try to push it and shove it down your throat, but capitalist Christianity is a a good term for it. And it's the the majority of it has become that where, and you know, the Warrens were kind of the, they they were on the cutting edge of that. They were Uh leaders when it comes to that. But you have it throughout all your your communities, you know, all your niche churches, and especially here in the U.S., where we have all kinds of weird brands of Protestantism. We don't have to listen to the Pope and his weird witchcraft. 
anyone can come out there and make up whatever witchcraft they want and put a cross on it and sell it for whichever price they decide. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm an occultist myself. I, I believe in, you know, uh, obtaining a, a solo spiritual, you know, journey. I think everyone goes on one. Um, and as such, I'm very skeptical of those institutions that, you know, claim to buy and sell you a free package you know, plan for the afterlife. It's just like when I travel. I never travel with an agency. I always show up, pick up a volunteer job, couch surf, and that's how you have the best <laughs> adventure. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I think spirituality should be treated that that same way as a, a, a personal journey, as a personal adventure. Um, and you know, that's not to say there isn't a place for some of that biblical fan fiction and stuff in there. Um, you know, we see it all the time with the new age stuff. That's a lot of Eastern mysticism just misinterpreted and ripped off and repackaged. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still, there is still those, those occult ideas that, that are true. There's that meditation, prayer, positive thinking, um, those, benefit the individual and so that's why you know at the end of the day those faiths they they work that's why people show up again and again um now you can save a lot of money and a lot of time if you can develop that yourself yeah. instead of going to the the priest man every sunday for it but you know there's there's an argument to be had that those are our schools worth studying as well Right. Um, but when it comes to the paranormal, which is the only thing I'm really qualified to speak on, <laughs> so I'm going to step out of theology before I upset anyone. <laughs> but when it comes to the paranormal, um, the, the religious framework has been used to explain it for for centuries, mm -hmm. and it, it just doesn't work. And we, we know it nowadays with the UFOs and stuff, where we're quickly abandoning that framework for one that allows an understanding of of this phenomenon that you know recognizes that there is a physical aspect something physically is occurring in our reality that's that's strange and unexplainable um and to call it demons and say seven hail marys and drink some holy water about it doesn't really answer the question that is behind it and it's it's not it doesn't come down to is it should we analyze it through a Christian lens? It just doesn't work. It's like plugging in the math formula, two plus three doesn't equal four. You're going to get five. And we've been getting five too long, and it's time to, to move forward. Um, there's a good book on this concept, the, the um, uh, Making Sense of Nonsense. It's from Dr. Raymond Moody, who's really big on the um, – uh, life uh, near-death experience. He actually coined mm -hmm. the term. Um, huge researcher on that. But this book focuses purely on logic and theory. And basically, it's about retraining yourself to recognize the third piece of information. Because we live in this modern day in this binary of information's true or false. You know, we from school we learn true or false, TF, do yep. a little circle. But we we forget this third valuable piece of, of logical information, nonsense, information that doesn't make sense. And we do it 
so often that we write it off as false. Oh, that's that's nonsense. It, you know, that's it. In most people's minds, nonsense sits at that equals false um, narrative. But that's not true. Nonsense is information that you can't derive meaning from, so it can't be true or false. And that's an important thing to recognize because it pervades everything. It, it in religion, um, think of w- whichever religion you're not, and then think of one of the ridiculous things they believe. Let's uh, let's pick Scientology. I, I doubt we'll offend anybody listening <laughs> to that one. But the whole Xenu volcano alien spirit thing—it's it, nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> You pick Scientology, but, you know, hey, at the end of the week, eh, there's a possibility you and I might be dead. So, <laughs> Right? Well, take science, though. Take yeah, science. Absolutely. Take the Big Bang. Nothingness exploded into everthingness. That makes that sense. That sentence doesn't make any It's nonsense. It doesn't yeah. make sense. You can't derive actual meaning for it. It's the same kind of thing Dr. Seuss writes to entertain children because it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's a weird thing to think about, but it doesn't mean anything. And so we need to recognize that that doesn't mean it won't someday. That doesn't mean we're incapable of developing that understanding. But we use nonsense as a placeholder till we get there. And that's unfortunately where we're at with the paranormal field. It's filled with nonsense. And I'm not saying that as a negative nonsense. In some aspects, I might mean it when I'm talking about the Warrens negatively, but Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill feel filled with that nonsense where we're slapping these frameworks and we're trying to make a sense of information that it seems to be biologically we are incapable of understanding we are mm-hmm. hitting that wall we're like the fish in the fish bowl looking out trying to figure out what a motorcycle is right and it's difficult but it doesn't mean we can't eventually get there and that's why i think when we analyze paranormal theories and concepts and things like that, it's super important. You should always be making new theories, testing them, putting them that framework up, and then tearing it down. 
And that's the part people really don't like is the tearing down. They love to put up their own framework. But the second you start tearing it down, oh, shit, they lose their minds. This happened to me today. I posted a video. It was a joke, but it was a video from a flat earth debate I did. And I was against the flat earth. And that was my first mistake. (laughs) (laughs) But my second mistake was engaging them in a debate because they have come out in force. It was just like a little meme funny line from the debate but man i've i'm now a, a psyop cia shell i've been called every kind of horrible thing this afternoon all because i don't think the earth's flat well can and i get again, an autographed book then because that makes you famous <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty good right i'm waiting for the cia paycheck to show up in the mail hell yeah so like, All right, cool i made it sign me up i'm ready for it <laughs> I, I, I know me and a couple others, like probably like Ryan and, and a few others would l- love to, to cash in on, help you spend that CIA show uh, check and go travel around the world and just have fun. Absolutely. <laughs> I do it. I, hey, if, if the CIA wanted to, me to kill people and gave me an infinite travel budget, I'd be there. I'd just do it. I'd be like, sure, whatever. Whatever guy you need me to whack, and I could just go wherever afterwards. Fine. Deal. <laughs> But no, they haven't made that offer. And if they did, I hope it would be to kill people and not to be something as stupid as posting anti-flat earth memes. <laughs> because then they're just wasting their budget. I'm going to do that for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they have this framework. And one of the top comments was, how can you not be open to this? How can you not be open to it? I'm open to it. But then I've analyzed the information and it sucks. It's not... It's it's based on my math is better than the scientists math. And I'm sorry, I just don't see the evidence to support that statement. <laughs> you know, the, the scientists have like satellites and computers and cell phones and shit. And flat earthers got YouTube channels. One of those, I think, proves that one math is more right than the other. But hey, again, I'm open to it. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. And I, and <laughs> honestly, I, th- I think it's all in who you talk to from uh, the flat earth community, because someone like, uh, a good friend of the show and, and, and myself is uh moral Bob from hidden in, in plain sight podcast. He makes some compelling, um, Oh, that's who I was debating. Uh-oh. Okay. Don't listen to this moral Bob. I don't need more of a negative comment. Uh, <laughs> but he, he does, but he, but I, I will say, and, and it, it is Bob style. He does come off very in your face type, type of, way of putting it now if you talk to someone like flat earth dave dave weiss he 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 kind of makes some good points too i don't know where i stand you know what i mean and at the end of the day is if the earth is flat great cool uh let's go explore outside these these ice walls and what have you if it's round cool if it's hollow cool you know what i mean let's go explore Uh, but well and but but to the the previous conversation we we have to we we have to be open to the concept yeah but when we use these frameworks we can't forget that there's a goal here is that these are steps forward and the flat earth framework doesn't answer the majority of of questions in fact all it does is really create new more yes a lot more it's not it's it's you know you can truly believe it but what does it really do for you other than hold you back again on on it certainly on a, the paranormal journey you're not getting closer to, to paranormal answers 
with the flat earth stuff. You're getting closer to those biblical answers. That's pretty much what the flat earth does when it takes all that paranormal shit. Jesus. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's the explanation. It's And again, it's that bought and sold paid package to paradise, which is, you know, if it's good, too good to be true, my friends. <laughs> it's exactly. Too good to be true. Um, when it comes to, you know, the the current framework, the globetard framework, as I've been called many times today, you know, yes, sure, there are some, some problems there. And, you know, there's all kinds of NASA conspiracies that are really interesting. And with most conspiracies, there is, you know, where there's some smoke, there's usually a little bit of fire. And I'm I'm willing to hear that out on all of those. And I certainly think that there is some weird editing that goes on with some of the mm-hmm. images from space and things like that, but they might be editing UFOs out of it. You know, there's a million other things they're editing than instantly. Well, the whole thing's flat. Right. <laughs> That's what it means. Uh, again, there's a, a, a hop, skip, and a leap. I'm not there, ready to make. I'm, I'm working with another guy in the paranormal field who who's got a little bit of Bob in him when it comes to his own theory. Um, this guy, Patrick Jackson, and maybe you should reach out to him and have him on the show because, you know, you're, you are open to these concepts because he's got a pretty out there theory. And um, I think we might have even talked about it in the, the episode to be released. Um, but he's out of the UK and he believes that he's cracked. He's reverse engineered the, uh, the UFO and the ghost um, question. And he believes that poltergeists, Bigfoots, all of these things are caused by UFO spheres, UFO probes, those little orbs that can go, he says they go quantum and they can turn invisible and like phase through walls and stuff like that, which again, very cool, good story. There's some issues with it, right? It's the same way a comic book writer uses quantum. It doesn't quite... Like, there's a lot of math and science that would probably, scientists who would probably be like, that isn't how that works, sir. But then again, I might be, be incorrect there. <clears throat> I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, and he believes he's designed this device that will attract these spheres and cause poltergeists and paranormal phenomena. Um, he thinks all of the ghost hunting stuff is explained by... Um, by this theory. And he brings up some good points with it. Um, so he says that the reason they occupy abandoned buildings and they're most active between midnight and 3 a.m. is because they emit trace amounts of radiation and they're not trying to poison or hurt, you know, human beings. But if humans are there, say ghost hunters or something, that's why they might get that red eye burn. That's why they might get a, a scratch or something. It's the sphere trying to scare them off. He says it also explains EVPs that appear, right? Because if you're if an English ghost hunting teams in like an 11th century German castle, they still get EVPs in English, and you know that's been a, a problem. <laughs> ghost hunters haven't really been able to solve. Skeptics have solved that one right off the bat with what I think is the most likely answer: the EVPs are bullshit. But <laughs> ghost hunters. You know, they have the the xenoglossy, which is a real phenomenon where people can spontaneously speak different languages and things like that. And so there's some kind of ESP explanation there. But Patrick says, no, no, no. 
that the spheres, they use AI like chatbots to communicate and do these like spooky messages to try to scare humans away. And mm. that's why the EVPs you hear are always kind of weird. Like they're kind of spooky, but they never really make sense because it's like talking to a chatbot, right. uh, which again, very fun concept. I think like that whole idea actually might be one of those pieces of a framework worth keeping, worth stepping forward with, where it, you know, again, it's a new way to to look at these phenomena, a new way to look at these ideas. Is, and he, so, is he on Instagram by any chance? Um, no, he does most of his stuff through a Facebook group. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll send you an invite. It's, uh, he's got a, a club. But that was, was my other drop of the shoe there. He's got a club. He's very <laughs> much like Bob and the, the fact where any piece of information, paranormal information that is outside of that theory doesn't line up with that theory. No, no, no. Rejected. That's not, nope. Won't entertain it. Won't discuss it. Not interested. Only talking about his theory, his thing, which is cool. Like, uh, you know, he's got your, your project. You're going for it. Um, I think the devices he sells are a little expensive. He's also got like an app that's 10 bucks. So there's, <laughs> There's, there's some financial motives that lead me to believe his die hard for his theory might be, you know, some other motives there. Um, but again, on the whole, I think it is a step forward. And we're seeing more of these step forwards. We're recognizing that UFOs, ghosts, and Bigfoot, there is something connecting them. Now, that doesn't mean they're all the same phenomenon, like Patrick insists. But it does, it is a worthy note. It is a good step forward. It's definitely better than the the predominant theory that it's all demons. <laughs> you know, that Zach Baggins ghost adventures. Demons, demons. Thank you. I was gonna I was gonna mention that earlier. <laughs> like, where do you stand with Zach and always say it's a demon? Oh, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> well, I I think Zach is an excellent entertainer. And yes. you know. I, you know, I can't really knock him for that because I turn what I do into entertainment for the most part. You know, I'm like crack jokes and try, I tell a little bit of a spooky story and then I tell a little bit of a goofy story. I kind of, you know, mix it up, make it entertaining. I um, have friends that have met him. He cannot walk by a mirror that he cannot look at himself in. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely he definitely has that. He's not really concerned with the paranormal stuff no. very much. And Ed Warren that way, where uh, that's all that stuff's kind of secondary. He definitely knows he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yes. He's very aware of it. Um, but also, you know, that being said, those kind of TV shows, like that's what I watched as a kid. You know, it's still a gateway into these concepts and these ideas. You know, you, a, a lot of people start at Zach Baggins. And then they end at, you know, Timothy Leary and John Keel and, you know, the psychedelic shit we're talking about. Um, not always. A lot of them just stop at the demon stuff. But, right. you know, you, you've got to get them in the foot, the foot in the door. And so, you know, no, no disses against Zach, especially if he wants to give me a TV show. I'll take it. <laughs> like I said, CIA travel channel. I, I'm broke, guy. Someone hire me. Writing <laughs> <laughs> so, UFO books isn't cutting it. <laughs> let's get into some of your personal experiences on uh, on some of your 
I don't want to say adventures, but uh, your investigations uh, that you, you've you've done personally, and the weirder the better in, in my eyes, because you know, you know, you know the this show. You know, it's my third eye for a reason. Anything goes. You know what I mean? Like uh, I whatever your theory, whatever whatever experience you've ever had, share it. You know what I mean? Because it's a no judge zone, and I, I just yeah. want. Because I've I've heard some of your interviews on different podcasts in the past, and I, they've always fascinated me and, and the way you go about them. And to some, looking from the outside in, could be kind of like what we were just discussing. Okay, he's a shill, or oh, he's not he's not in my little box, so he has to be cast out, and what he does is irrelevant. To me, it's all relevant because at the end of the day, nobody knows a what happens when we die. B, where we go when we die, or what the afterlife is actually all about. So all we can go by is people's experiences and things they they personally look into. And oh, yeah. you go by Chaz of the Dead for a reason. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, the, the common, uh, you know, do your own research has become a common, you know, line in the conspiracy world. But um, very, very few of that that research is you know that Accepted. next step yeah. well it's that next step you know people like to do the internet research but they don't like doing that next step of like calling someone up and asking a real tough question <laughs> you know right. it, and it is you get that reaction people aren't used to it these days i did a an interview with mufon um you know, the mutual ufo network the largest civilian data collecting network and i asked them about some of their controversies and the the astonishingly unprofessional email response i got was absolutely insane that i almost i pretty much ended up printing it verbatim the the editor at paranormality magazine because we just couldn't believe that this guy was gonna like go in on us like he's like "We'll, we'll sue you if you ask us any of these questions he was really over the the top wow. we like well, we're going to publish this, so <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, and it, it is. The the tough questions are not appreciated in a lot of these communities. Um, you know, I'm of the, the, I don't know, disposition where all of this stuff's fun. I'm, I'm having fun with it. And, you know, sure, these concepts, they get serious. They brush up with national defense and things like that. But the, the the bulk of this, the reason this genre of, of inquiry exists, because it's entertaining. People love mysteries. People love to explore. And you know, in that vein, I've always, I've never wanted to to pull punches. I've never, if I think something's fishy, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey, that's fishy. Explain that to me. And if your explanation's not good, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell it like it is. I'm I'm repeating my experiences for you know the the world to process as well. Um, and so let's get into some of those weirder ones <laughs> because I do I do go to a lot of um, I guess let's start with places because I do go okay. to a lot of places, but very few of them have a truly like palpable sense of like dread. Um, like you, you were describing with your basement. Well, yeah. what you were expecting in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Well, and before, uh, before we get into that, because the last time we talked, you were getting ready to go up to, was it Virginia or West Virginia? 
and, West yeah and I, I was telling you that my buddy was going there and and you wanted to uh explore the tunnels there did you get anything from that because i never i don't recall seeing anything i I might have seen something on Instagram, no, we, but we, we weren't able to make it out to the the tunnels that time. But that is one of those places. That's a perfect intro because I've been to um, uh, last year. I did a cross country road trip, um, filming haunted locations on TikTok and Instagram, and you know, staying over, doing investigations and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, and very few places I went. You know, most of it, you're like, oh, cool story. This is an interesting place. You ask some people if they've ever seen stuff. Maybe you get a, yeah, oh, yeah, I heard a knock. I saw a thing. But every once in a while, you go to a place and it's like you just step into that. And I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to do it that vibe, yep. that, that tangible feeling of, oh, no, I'm not supposed to be here. And again, that's one of the things, where does that feeling come from? I'm not quite sure. I do keep a um, carbon monoxide detector in my bag because uh, my research kit, because gas poisoning can cause that feeling. Mm. So, uh, but at a place like those, the, the Tunnel 19, the Silver Run Tunnel, it's outdoors, middle of nowhere, you know, any gas would be minimal. Um, not likely to cause that that feeling, but that was one of those places where you're like, ooh, no, this is weird. Um, <clears throat> and the story behind it, it's a good one. It's um, they they were going through a tunnel. This tunnel used to be it's a horse path now, but it used to be a rail tunnel. And um, one night going through the tunnel, there was this woman inside the tunnel, and it was too late to stop. So the the train desperately stopped, but they they hit this woman. The conductors and engineer, they get out and they search up and down the tracks, but they find nothing. No blood, no no tattered clothing, nothing. And so soon the story of the ghost woman in Tunnel 19 starts to spread. And uh, this is the, the late 1800s, early 1900s, and um, railroad guys were very superstitious. Um, but one guy was like, oh, I'm not afraid of any ghosts. No problem. And so he gets assigned the route. And he promises his, his people, oh, we're not stopping for any ghosts. I'll plow right through it. So he comes to the tunnel. The ghost is there. And he does. He plows right through it. Well, they flag down the train desperately at the next station. And they had been getting calls for 20 miles of this train because there was a, a woman caught in the cow catcher. Oh. It was physical that time. And that's one of my favorites. I love a ghost story like that where it's because it, it represents that high strangeness that's not mm -hmm. a ghost of the past that's a, a ghost of the future how does that work in your biblical demonic framework doesn't really does it um and there's actually um another place in mexico city there's a house that has kind of a similar ghost of the future um story this kid snuck into it when he was a kid and he saw this hanging man ghost in this this top room and for years people would see this hanging man ghost and eventually that same kid who first saw it broke into the house again and hung himself in that room. Oh, and shit. supposedly that was the specter people were seeing. Um, and so, yes, spooky, spooky. Play the Halloween sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but those kind of ghost stories where, uh, again, it has your key element, a tragedy. There's always something tragic mm -hmm. occurring with your ghost story. 
but it has that that twist on instead of the past, it's from the future. And again, with both of those stories, the legitimate history behind them is a little bit murky. There's not really, you know, documents to back up either of those stories. They're just the story. Um, but I think that that plays a part. And that's something that occurs at every one of these, these locations that I believe allows these uh, occurrences to happen. Because every location has a story. Um, and even the newer ones, you find a lot of times like your Mothmans, your alien abductions, they occur in a location that had a ghost story beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it seems this this spooky story, this legend, that's enough of a psychedelic. You don't have to take a bunch of mushrooms or a tab of LSD. Just hearing that spooky story is enough to cause that slight shift in consciousness where these things suddenly are able to manifest. They're, they're suddenly within our quantum vision where we're, we'll allow them to exist. Um, and that goes into a whole bunch of science, the theory of biocentrism and stuff like that, uh, which I'm not qualified to explain, so I'm not going to, to pretend <laughs> like I, I can. Um, but there's the concept that the observance, our observance, is part of what dictates reality. Um, and there's actually another cool story I'm researching and hoping to, to go see in Namibia. Did I tell you this story last time about the flying snake of Namibia? I don't think so because uh, you were we 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 were talking B theory, and then that got into the uh, the haunted house on that island. Um, oh off, yeah, the, the best castle based yeah. on my my book, um, and yeah, then that's one of those other places where that feeling is is palpable. It's the inside that building is so strange, and of course, any abandoned building is kind of creepy. Oh, totally! But, like all of the levels, there's doors in the middle of of walls, six feet off the ground, no steps. There's all kinds of shifts and weird corners and and double closets. It's such a strange home. And then you add the UFO story and the ghost story on top of it. And boom, it gets, yeah, it's one of those places. Yeah. Because uh, when, when you and I talked about that, I remember uh, <clears throat> we, we had wrapped up or whatever. And later that day, Ryan had called me and we were shooting the shit or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I just got done talking with Chaz and, you know, kind of gave him a small rundown of what we, what we t- uh, talked about. And he, it was funny like a few weeks later, we're talking again. He's like, yeah, I have Chaz coming on. He's talking about the uh, uh, this this haunted house on this island. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we touched on that. Didn't I tell you? He's like, no. And it was just so weird that we touched on that in our episode. Yeah. And then you went on his show and like did a whole episode on it. And I was just like, this is fucking amazing. I, I, I love all these oh, yeah. synchronicities or whatever, you, <laughs> yeah, or whatever you want to call it. It's called a, a place between time and space. Uh, a, the true story of Florida's strangest home. Um, and yeah, it's one is of it, those places. Is it out and available? Yep, it's out available. You can buy it through Amazon or through paranormalitymagazine.com um, or paranormalitymag.com. Um, you can find both of those links at my website, chasmedebed.com. Uh, <clears throat> The paranormality one's a little bit cheaper because, you know, screw Jeff Bezos. Yeah, fuck uh, him. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that, that's one of those places where, again, it, and it lives up to that 
um, that motif of decades of ghost stories. And then in the 70s, one of the weirdest physical hands-on UFO cases to ever occur um, pops up on that exact same island, on that same hill, in that same area where this crazy house is. Um, and it's, it's the um, re-examination of these cases that has really led people to recognize that something's something more is going on. Something beyond just, you know, uh, UFOs, aliens from Mars, and, you know, dead Civil War soldiers from the 1800s. There's something more complex occurring. Um, and I think the, uh, the ghost of the Kalahari, or the flying snake of the Kalahari, depending on if you're a cryptozoologist or a ufologist, I think that's a perfect example. Uh, and so the the ghost of a Ka- the Kalahari is actually a project I'm working on. Hopefully, another paranormal expedition. I'll be doing a, a third book or fourth, depending on when it comes out uh, on this subject. But <clears throat> there's been these light spheres seen in in Namibia in the Kalahari Desert for for centuries. Mm. And you know, when the first colonists showed up, they were seen as they would be you know these spheres of light. And when you got closer, we are classic woman in like a white haunting dress. Um, in modern times, though, these lights, they file, they'll follow cars. People have missing time. They steal water out of cisterns and swimming pools. They have all these traits that are mirror UFO phenomenon from around the world. And so they're seen as like these UFOs, you know, in the desert, just like most deserts seem to have um, this, this UFO legend. But in this one swath around the, the banks of this one river, it is seen as the flying snake of the Kalahari. as this big glowing light on its head. But when it gets closer, that light you can see is just a, like an appendage, almost like an angler fish, but mm-hmm. closer to the fall. Um, and it's this flying snake. It's got kind of King Cobra-like flaps, but bigger, and it uses those as wings. It has smoke that comes out of its nose, and it, it radiates this intense heat. Um, and it's known for leaving scorch marks and draining cattle of their blood, specifically sheep in the region. Oh, kind of like uh, chupacabra. Chupacabra and like cattle mutilations mm-hmm. because it leaves the perfectly cauterized because it, its face is so hot. Its fangs burn these holes. And again, that's what you hear with the modern cattle mutilation. And interestingly, um, the people of this region are, um, you know, they, they have less um colonization than some of the other regions in southern Africa. But one of the main witnesses of the flying snake is a Dutch farmer who saw it fly up and suck the sheep dry after he had talked with the locals and learned about this legend what was killing the sheep in the area. Um, and very interestingly, a um, uh, another study was done completely separate from all this paranormal stuff. Anthropologists, they took this, very simple color test to the Bushmen of the Kalahari, these native people in the interior. And they, um, they, um, uh, simple test. They had nine circles. Nine of them were blue. Um, nine of them were green. And on one sheet out of these, um, I'm sorry, out of these green circles, one of them was turquoise on one sheet. And then on the other sheet, all of them were green, except one was one shade different in green. 
Now they asked the Kalahari Bush people with the sur- the turquoise circle, which one of these is, is blue? Which one of these is a different color? And none of them could get it. It was like 50-50. They were like, maybe that one, maybe that one. You know, only hitting the turquoise one sometimes. But when they were asked to do it, the same thing with the green sheet, to with a page that to you and I looks, all of them look exactly the same shade of green. One hundred percent successful. Well, where do I start? I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it We bad shit, what we read in the covenant It's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap in the pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this They bitch made Ay. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride While I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France But in the northwest I trip without a traveling band Yeah and that's word of my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last snug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.